Good morning, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench. Today is Wednesday, February the 2nd. Today I'm going to hit a little bit of the headlines. There's so much going on, but I think you guys have reason to rejoice. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys. Well, a lot of things going on. Before I jump into the headlines, I want to read today's verse for you. The Bible has a lot to say about anger. And you guys have heard me talking, you know, about how angry I am at what's been happening to us, particularly in the culture as it relates to our mismanagement, really, of COVID-19. The Bible says, do not be quickly provoked in your spirit. So this is from the book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes uh, verse seven or chapter seven, rather verse nine, do not be quickly provoked in your spirit for anger resides in the lap of fools. It's easy to talk about what's happening in the culture and be angry. And the Bible actually doesn't condemn anger. The Bible says in your anger, what? Do not sin. Remember last week I read to you the verse that I often read to my children out of Psalm 3 that says, I will lie down and sleep in peace because you alone, O Lord, help me dwell in safety. When we respond to what's happening around us, we want to remember that we are our correct response is as people who trust and serve the Lord. Our correct response is not to ignore what's happening. It's actually not even wrong to be angry. The question is, what are we going to do with our anger? When the Bible speaks of anger residing in the laps of fools, we can quickly surmise that there's a right way and a wrong way for our anger to take form. And I'm hoping that what's happening, I mean, what happened in the Holocaust should have made us angry, yes? What happens, uh, the abortion should make us angry. Yes, these are things that should make us angry. But what we want to do is respond in a way that actually changes the trajectory that we are seeing our nation on right now, that changes the trajectory of the abortion debate in this country so that the lives of children can be saved. That's what we need. And so don't be quickly provoked in your spirit. Actually, there's a few of you that's it's been long enough now. I'm like, okay, now's a good time for you guys to actually start uh, getting upset about what's happening around you instead of just putting on the mask. I went to Costco yesterday. I haven't been there forever because three months ago I went and of course I don't wear the mask. And so I'm the only one in the whole store. It's very weird in Costco now. You know, people don't smile at each other. They don't make eye contact with each other, you know, and it's, it's very, very sad. Well, I went to Costco. I understand that the new rule is that the employees are not supposed to harass the customers. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a step in the right direction. Anyway, so I'm in there and this was several months ago as I said. And you know, I I get my groceries whatever I check out. Well, the the cashier says I'm not going to check you out unless you put that mask on your face. So I'm there. I have, you know, it's 10 minutes before closing. I got my groceries. I'm so upset. My daughter's with me. And so I hold the mask over my face. She hands me a mask and I hold it over my face. And I say to her, you do realize how ridiculous this is, right? I'm not sick. You're not sick. The vaccine's not working. The mask doesn't work. This is ridiculous. This is tyranny. And so, and I haven't been back since. So that was, I don't know, probably September uh, of last year. 
Well, I decided to give it another try. So I go to Costco yesterday, get all the way through, get up to the cashier, and I get a wonderful human being, and I almost passed out. You know, this guy who's like, how are you doing? How was, did you find everything? I'm like, well, it's Costco. I found everything and then some things I didn't need, (laughs) which I put in my cart anyway. And it just felt so good to not be harassed. And I got to be, I got to thinking about what the Bible says about not being quickly provoked to anger. There's a time for us to get angry and we're definitely here. We're definitely here. And I was reading an article about Johns Hopkins University, and they're coming out now and they're saying that the lockdowns had little to no effect on COVID-19 in terms of mortality, but it's had a devastating impact on society. And that's absolutely right. Here in Clark County, Washington, we are uh, trying to get our Clark County Council to declare that they would not support lockdowns here. And the, and for the most part, the Clark County Council, who is, I can only assume, are full of cowards and people who misunderstand that they are supposed to be representing and a voice for the people. I've, you know, I've emailed several of them, talked to several of them, and I keep getting, you know, uh, comments back from them. And we don't have that authority. Yes, you do. <laughs> you absolutely have the authority to say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to enforce this tyrannical mask mandate or this ridiculous vaccine passport. And if you're going to make me enforce it, I'm going to step down off the council. That's the right thing to do. But instead, what we see is people who are just going to go along to get along. And in, in the meantime, the way that people are treating each other in places like Southwest Washington, because of the discrimination now that is being levied, levied against people who don't want to get the shot or who don't want to play pandemic anymore. We're not going to wear the mask. We know it doesn't work. It's ridiculous on its face. And in the past two years, my children and I have been yelled at, spit on, cursed at, followed by people who believe that they have a right to treat their fellow citizens in a hateful way based on the ridiculous mandates of a government that's completely out of control. And mandates like the ones that we are asking the Clark County Council to safeguard us from erode relationships and they harm the unity that we so desperately need in our nation, in our county, in our states right now. We desperately need to have unity. And there's no going back to where we were before because this has injured our country, I believe, forever, uh, possibly irrevocably. And I'm very, very glad to see the scientists at Johns Hopkins come out and say it. So they defined the lockdowns on Monday as an imposition of at least one compulsory non-pharmaceutical intervention. Uh, So that's called an NPI. NPIs are any government mandate that directly restrict people's possibilities, such as policies that limit internal movement, close schools and businesses, and ban international travel. The study narrowed down 18,590 studies to 34, quote, qualified studies after three levels of review. And this this is what they said in their conclusion. They were separated into three groups, lockdown stringency index, shelter in place orders, and specific NPI, so non-pharmaceutical intervention studies. 
An analysis of each of these each of these three groups support the conclusion that lockdowns have had little to no effect on COVID-19 mortality. More specifically, stringency index studies that find lockdowns in Europe and the United States only reduced it by 0.2% on average. The study elaborated further, stating that the overall conclusion was that lockdowns are not an effective way of reducing mortality rates in the pandemic. But you know what else they noted? They broadened their perspective. And they said this is absolutely injuring us as a society. Quote, these costs to society must be compared to the benefits of the lockdowns, which the meta-analysis has shown are marginal at best. Such a standard benefit cost calculation leads to a strong conclusion. Lockdown should be rejected out of hand as a pandemic policy instrument. We need unity in this country right now. And we know that as the Biden administration and governors like uh, Jay Inslee, and you guys saw what happened the other day in California when Magic Johnson was seen with the mayor of San Francisco and the mayor of Los Angeles and the governor, Gavin Newsom, and they don't have masks on. And they'll do whatever it is they think is necessary to make sure that you guys fall in line, but then they're not going to do it. And as we move into now, what can only be, I'm describing it as a new era of COVID because the truth is coming out. And I, you guys heard me yesterday talk about the COVID, COVID chronicles. I think we need to continue to tell the truth about what's happening in the country. But I'm going to encourage you uh, to study with me the, what the Bible has to say about unity and It's an awesome opportunity for you as we move into a brand new year. 2022 is going to hold a whole lot of changes, I believe. I hope many of them will be good. I hope we begin to see people come back to the centrality and the authority of Scripture. I hope that we begin to see families begin to love their children again, to care about their education. I hope we begin to question the pharmaceutical industry and the medical industry. I hope that we begin an earnest pursuit of truth. And this month, for the month of February, we're going to be studying this at MomStrong International. So a lot of you guys are already members of MomStrong International. If you're not, I just want to encourage you, like I always do, study the word with your children. And the month of February is going to give us an awesome opportunity to learn what it means to truly love each other based on the definition of love that we get from the word of God. Did you know that MyPillow is so much more than pillows? Jay and I recently switched to the MyPillow mattress and we love it. You guys need to check this out because with my special promo code, you can receive up to 66% off all the products at the MyPillow store. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541. Don't forget to use promo code Heidi to get up to 66% off all the products at the MyPillow store. Worldly influences right now are obvious. They're obvious in the church. They're obvious in our schools. They're obvious everywhere. But what does it really mean to love your neighbor? What does it mean to seek unity? Psalm 133 verse 1 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. We were created to dwell in unity as believers. 
And the absence of that unity is painfully obvious in the culture right now. When division comes in between close friends and family, the, the, the results are devastating and heartbreaking. And so how do we respond? Do we overlook false teaching? Do we overlook unsound doctrine? Do we overlook fake mandates and ridiculous approaches to COVID in the name of getting along? Well, a study in the book of Ephesians is going to give us the answer. Paul wrote extensively about the importance of unity in Ephesians, but he also warned the elders of the Ephesian church when he spoke to them in person in Acts chapter 20. Starting in verse 29, he said, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years, I did not cease day or night to admonish everyone with tears. So the question becomes, can we reconcile admonishment and unity, the Bible teaches a resounding yes. So this month, we're going to study the book of Ephesians. We're going to learn what the Bible has to say about unity and how we can achieve it. Because you guys, we can't define unity in our own terms. Only the blood of Jesus can hold us together. And so as the world struggles to understand the nature of the conflict it's facing, as Christians, we can have hope. And I want to encourage you to lean in to the redemptive love of Christ, because as we study together, you guys are going to be encouraged. We can have hope. One day, Christ is going to gather all things together in him. And this is the brand new study. It starts next Monday. We just started the scripture challenge there. So you can join today, momstronginternational.com. We're going to say the book of Ephesians. I will get on there. Uh, I typically try to get on every Tuesday. And just give you guys a little shot in the arm, take your prayer request and hear from you as to how you guys are doing on your journey. And so if you want to spend a little bit of time with me on Tuesday mornings, you can join momstronginternational.com. This is a great time to do it. You know that I love to give you guys some information as it's as it's becoming available. I want you to keep your eyes on what is happening in Russia. So you know that Putin has been amassing troops on the border of Ukraine now for months and months and months. And he was saying, oh, there's nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Why is this happening? Why is China threatening Taiwan? Why do we see our southern borders literally being undefended right now? The president is derelict in his duties, which is why I've been saying for months and months and months, he must be impeached. He is injuring our nation, injuring the, the people of this country in untold ways that it's going to take us forever to recover from. And I listened on Monday night as Laura Ingram declared that Biden is botching another one because the tensions now are rising to untenable levels between Russia and Ukraine. And Ukrainian officials reportedly want the United States and its war hawks to tamp down the rhetoric and the warnings. Ingram noted that both parties have and are failing the country in this regard, seemingly ready to plunge the United States into another conflict only months after Biden's botched withdrawal from Afghanistan after 20 years in the country. She played clips of, of uh, Democratic Senator Robert Menendez of New Jersey and Republican Senator James Reich of Idaho expressing concern about the Ukraine conflict. Quote, Putin will not stop with Ukraine if he believes that the United States will not respond. 
Menendez warned on Sunday. And so at the end of the day, this is about defending Ukraine, but it's also about sending a message. Reich, who appeared in the same interview segment, said, quote, the people who are saying that we shouldn't be engaged in all this are going to at all are going to be singing a very different tune when they go to fill up their car with gas if indeed there is an invasion by Russia. Meanwhile, Ukraine's ambassador to the United States told another network that Kiev is being open and candid about the reality of the situation with Russia. She said, quote, we just cannot afford to panic with the United States, especially and with other partners and allies. We may have difference of opinions on when to introduce sanctions. We may have a difference of opinions on some issues. So she's basically saying, uh, stand down, quiet down. But here, here's the reality. The level of incompetence coming from the Biden administration is almost, it defies, it defies belief. It, it, it actually does. They've been trying to scare Americans with endless stories about how Ukraine's on the verge of attack. And now we learn that Ukraine is opposed to Biden's approach and they just desperately want him to shut up. It's fascinating. Why is this happening? Because the United States is seen as in a place of extreme weakness right now. And that's exactly where we are. And I'm going to encourage you guys, I mean, keep your eyes on what's uh, open on what's happening right now in California. Very, very cool. There was a a bill being introduced in California that would have basically taken Californians off a, of a cliff with, it would have turned the entire state of California into a single payer state, which would have eliminated private health care, which would be a nightmare for people. They defeated that, even though they have what's called a democratic trifecta, meaning in the state of Washington and in the state of California, the Democrats control the House, the judiciary, and the executive branches of government there. And even though that's the truth, they weren't able to do this. Why? Because people are done. Americans are sick of what is happening to their country, even the Democrats. And we're hearing more about this every single day. So keep the pressure on. Keep the pressure on. Because I actually think that that righteous anger, that anger that says, no, I will not be quiet. I posted a video and I, you know, I I issued a language warning because, okay, the, the lady was, you know, very colorful speech. A grandma was watching a guy leaving a Target store blatantly stealing, right? He stole a bicycle. He filled up a cart with a whole bunch of stuff and he wasn't going to pay for it. And he just walked out the door in broad daylight and he had a mask over his face, right? Another reason why we should be getting rid of these masks, whatever. And this grandma leans forward and she, you know, starts cursing at him and she ripped the mask off his face and exposed him for the whole world to see. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, people are starting to get upset. It's good to be upset. It's not wrong to ask questions. And I want to continue to just encourage you to do that because there's a reason why truth is so important. And truth is what's in the crosshairs right now. And so the more we can tell the truth and the more we can start asking the right questions, you know, keep keeping our hearts and our attitudes correct, anchoring ourselves to the truth of what we know about God's word. But if you are a student of history, and I know many of you that listen to this podcast are, there are people who have given their lives because of truth. Bonhoeffer comes to mind, unwilling to participate in the lie. And in fact, he worked as a spy 
against Hitler. And he paid for it with his life. There are some things that are worth paying for with your life. So rather than being quickly provoked, as the Bible says in our spirit, we pay attention. We ask the Lord for discernment. Discernment is what is needed right now. We absolutely see this in the political uh, sphere all the time. Leaders who have absolutely no discernment. And we we can no longer afford to have these people in leadership anywhere. And so I'm going to encourage you, like I always do, study God's word with me. Join me at Mom Strong International. Keep your eyes on what is happening around you right now. And do not be afraid to tell the truth. One more thing before I leave today. I saw just yesterday morning as I was driving into the Homeschool Resource Center that uh, there's, a new sh- there's a new study out by the Japanese. And they are showing that ivermectin has an antiviral effect against Omicron. What? What? I thought we weren't allowed to say that. This analysis concluded moderate to certainty evidence that is finding large reductions of COVID-19 deaths are possible using ivermectin. What? Using ivermectin early in the clinical course may reduce the numbers of progressing to severe disease. You guys remember months and months and months and months ago when I had um, some of the frontline doctors on here and also um, we were talking about the importance of early intervention. And you might remember that one of those doctors said, what is the goal of COVID? The goal is to keep it boring. There are early intervention treatments and shame on the medical community for hiding this and shame on on Facebook and Twitter and Google and YouTube. Hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands of people have died because we have refused to promote early intervention treatment. Using ivermectin early in the clinical course may reduce the numbers of progressing to severe disease. And that was the whole point. The apparent safety and low cost suggests that ivermectin is likely to have a significant impact on the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic globally. Wow. And what and what did NBC News and Google and YouTube and all of them, they call this a widely discredited drug. Shame on these people. I told you guys I treated my mom with ivermectin when she came down with COVID. Because we believe that what we have been told, and we hear this from doctor after doctor, doctors are resigning their jobs over this. So ordinary people like me should pay attention. We treated my mom with massive doses of vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, ivermectin. She got a monoclonal antibody infusion to fight the infection and she recovered just fine. Something's not right. Something's not right. If we're not angry, we're not paying attention. And there are right ways to deal with the righteous indignation that is absolutely appropriate for this time in human history. So I'm going to link back to these articles in the show notes today. Tomorrow, you guys are going to be so stoked. Tomorrow, my friend Jill Simonian, who is the president of Prager University Kids, is going to come on and tell her off the bench story. If you're a mom and your kids are still in the public school, I'm telling you what, Jill Simonian is going to change your mind. She pulled her kids out of the public school system. She was a lifer, too, uh, in the public school. And she is off the bench in a significant way 
changing the hearts and minds of our young people through her work with Prager University. So this is going to be a great interview that'll air tomorrow. And then my friend Mark Sherwood's going to be coming on the show uh, in a couple of days. And we're going to be talking about his run for uh, governor of Oklahoma. But more importantly, I think, or equally importantly, we're going to be talking about ways that you can take care of your body. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Take care of it. Take care of it. All right, you guys, I hope you have a great day. And I will see you back here tomorrow with my friend Jill Simonian at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.